Like the show? Want to listen to episodes early? Consider becoming a patron. Starting at the $3 a month level, patrons get access to a custom patron-only feed where we put out episodes of Upstairs Studio podcasts like the Child Care Bar and Grill, Miss Becky's Classroom, That Early Childhood Nerd, the Renegade Rules podcast, and others early. That feed is just for patrons. You could be one of them. Go to patreon.com slash playvolutionhq or click the link in the show description to learn more. You're listening to Miss Becky's Classroom. Last time on Miss Becky's Classroom. You're beautiful. Flint, you don't have to say that. Well, I I mean, I mean it. I never I never met a woman like you and uh the fact that you're willing willing to go out in public with me is uh it's the high point of my life and uh I don't wanna blow smoke up your ass. I don't even know if you have an ass. Um but anyway I'm very excited for our romantic evening. Um, I have reservations for us at Big Tasties, and then after that, oh, Clint, you shouldn't have. I was thinking maybe we could go to the bowling alley. I love bowling. Now let's pick up our story. So we're going to pick up on Amanda and Clint's date. Well, well, I guess we'll have to go back and see what's happening with Becky and, and Claire at some point. But Amanda and, and Clint, they drive in the Astro van, the tan wood grain paneled Astro van with the uh, special alien monster, tentacle monster head dome. And they get to, they get to uh, Big Tasties and the parking lot is full because nothing, people don't like anything better than, uh, than surf and turf on, on Valentine's and Clint says, uh, no, Miss, uh, Miss Amanda, I'm, again, I'm <clears throat> talking like this makes my voice kind of scratchy, but <laughs> it's the way I talk. Uh, um, again, I'm, I'm real excited to be on this date with you, and uh, I asked for a, a special table by the, by the lobster tank, so, uh, <clears throat> so I hope they get, you have that for us, and, and so you guys go walking up, and, and the hostess is looking at her book when you walk in and there's, there's lots of people and everything. And, and she looks, um, yeah, name. And she looks up and sees Clint first with the rhinestones and the mullet. And (laughs) then she looks, she keeps looking up and there's Amanda and Clint gives the name and you're, you're shown to your table and, and Amanda, you feel every eye in the restaurant following you as as you walk clear through the main dining room to a dark back corner next to the lobster tank now when you uh canonically um the adventure with lisa fucking murphy happened a few weeks before this where you were doing research and while the tooth fairy and cupid were living in your house and so you've been through that and you picked lisa murphy up at the hotel and and you weren't really self-conscious about that how is how's amanda feeling with all these 
all these people out on their date looking at her? Um, it's kind of hard for Amanda. She, she goes out in public, but, um, still, you know, having the entire big tasty restaurant screech to a silent standstill as I walk through is kind of, um, terrifying and I kind of just want to leave. And Clint leans over and whispers to you, look at all these guys stopping and staring because they see I'm here with the most beautiful girl in the place. <laughs> Clint, I don't think that's why they're staring at me. Well, well I, I can't imagine any other reason they'd be staring. Jealous bastards. <laughs> and so you guys get they're to your ridiculous. table. You get to and 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 he he he's not put he's not he's not goofing with you. That's exactly what Clint thinks. He he is one hundred percent sold on you. And so you get to the table and uh, what's uh, what's small talk look like with you guys? Um. Well, Clint just keeps asking me what I want to eat, but I think he's forgotten that my head is in a coat like dome thing. <laughs> I can't really eat food, um, but I um, I used to love those little um, uh, martini glasses with the shrimp. Uh, shrimp cocktail? Yeah, that thing. <laughs> <laughs> you remember martini glass, but not shrimp cocktail. <laughs> Um, and, uh, and so I reach into my apron and I pull out my little, um, to go blender mm -hmm. and I just, and a tube and I tell Clint, if he wants, you can blend up some shrimp cocktail for me and, and syringe it into my. So this is like one of those little little ninja things. Yes. Yeah, and so that starts <laughs> battery operated. That starts whirring away, and 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 he notices somebody at the other table just kind of looking over at you guys, and, and he says, "What the fuck are you looking at?" And the guy they 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 look away and go back to their their meal. Um, he orders he orders um, what's your what's your favorite drink? I don't know if uh, if um. Your Claire's into wine, or is she a cocktail lady, or what's she like? Um, I'm, Amanda's a gin girl. Or Amanda. Yeah, no, she still loves the gin. So um, just straight up, no need for rocks when you have a fluid-filled bucket on your head. Yeah, and so they, they've got kind of <laughs> clings uh, around. Hey, I've been thinking about this, and, and I, I kind of got a little setup here for you. And he pulls an IV bag out of his pocket. And, uh, you know, we use this at the office, these at the office once in a while. And, and he, he dumps like uh, six fingers of, of gin into, into the bag and, uh, and, then, and then hangs it up. There's, you know, they got the little hook, hooks for your coats and everything in the restaurant. He hangs it up in one of those and then runs the, runs the tube into your, your little head inlet. And so you got you got kind of a drip a gin drip going on. 
And once you got it's a little so romantic, bit of, once you get a lot, got a little bit of shrimp into you and a little bit of, a little bit of uh, gin, you kind of, kind of start relaxing a little bit more, I imagine. Oh yeah. Um, Amanda has realized that she has no need to feel self-conscious because like she's never felt so special as she has with Clint. And Clint says, Hey, I was, you know, when we came in here, were you, were you, were you feeling like all of these people were looking at you cause of, cause of the tentacles? Yeah. I'm, I'm still not used to being out in public. It, it hurts when people stare at me. You want me to punch somebody? No, Clint, that's not necessary. I mean, if somebody comes up and approaches us and causes trouble, then yeah, absolutely. I'm just saying, if you need me to punch somebody for you, I can punch somebody. That's so sweet, Clint. Now we're going to fade away from from the date, let you guys have a little bit of privacy on your date, and go back to uh, Stanton Denton DDS. And we've got Claire paralyzed on some sort of platform. And Becky strapped in the dental chair where this about nine foot tall guy is running a dental drill. Um, no. Becky, what do you have to what do you have to say be- between drillings? Well, Becky can't really say a lot because um, someone is drilling into her mouth and it's mainly just blood curdling screams because he didn't numb her or anything no becky becky's thinking in her head about how damn she she kind of f this one up um becky becky's usually a little bit more cool than that but she's she's been in tough situations before and she can get herself out of this one and so she reaches into her pocket and she pulls out a box of Valentine's chocolates <gasps> that had been uh, sent to her by um, whatever her ex-boyfriend's name was. She sure wasn't going to eat them. And she screams out, for you, and hands them to the dentist, who's oh. never had candy before. Oh, what, 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 do, you, what do you got there? Oh, just try it. Just try it. Uh, that looks like candy. Mumsy said I'm not supposed to have candy. Your mom's dead. What did you do to Mumsy? I didn't do anything to her. She died eight years ago. We Uh, did our research. mm, Well, here's the deal. You did your research on Stanton Denton DDS. Did you not? Yeah. Hmm... He was dating that tooth fairy girl? Yes. Mm, kind of an evil dentist? Yes. Mm, I'm not him. I'm a bounty hunter. I wore him like a skin suit and came here to get Claire for my clients. So Stanton's dead. Mm, he... He is skinless right now. You can see his skin over there on the floor. Okay, um, cool. So that solved that problem. Hey, Claire, we did it. <laughs> <laughs> Claire can't move, but her her 
she's thinking, she's screaming in her head, and she's cussing at Sidetrack for ruining her plan to stay hidden from the tentacle monsters. And she's, she's trying to figure out how she can start moving again. She's making, looking around frantically and sees a lever over on the wall and looks at Becky and then looks at the lever and looks at Becky and looks at the lever, trying to communicate, get to the lever now. Hmm. Does, does Becky see any of this? Becky is concerned that Claire might be having a seizure. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this guy, we're going to call him Stanton because I didn't think of another name for him. Uh, so this, this bounty hunter, he says, look, I don't, even, I don't even know how to do dentist stuff. I just like to hurt people. So, uh, so uh, well, good job. Know. Oh, you're well, thank you. Um, and he pulls out one of your molars. <gasps> My tooth. We're going to go back to the restaurant for a second. Um, Amanda, that goldfish has been mostly staying towards the back of your health, your <laughs> orb, letting you enjoy your, your date. But you feel it swim up to your ear. And it whispers, Amanda, Becky and Claire are in trouble. God damn it, sidetrack. I knew it was you this whole time. Um, <laughs> look, I've been hiding out there after me. Becky and Claire are in trouble. You need to get to them. Come on, Clint. We got to go. Uh, what's that? What? Come. I know you had plans, but there's an emergency. I'll tell you in the van. Oh, yeah. O okay. Um, do you just got a telepathic message or what? Your phone didn't just, ring. How do you? Clint, I'll explain it in the van. Come okay. on. Okay. And so he grabs, he grabs like the whole tablecloth and folds it up over everything on the table and throws it up over his shoulder, throws some $100 bills on the table and says, let's go, baby. <laughs> and you guys head out to the van. Uh, back, at the, uh, back at the houseboat, Claire is trying to get Amanda to pay attention, or Claire is trying to get Becky to pay attention to the lever. Is Becky thinks Claire is having a seizure. Um, <laughs> So what happens? Well, Claire realizes that Becky is not getting the message at all, and her, her, Claire's head is starting to hurt from having her eyes go from side to side across from Becky to the lever <laughs> and has to stop. And then she, she just decides to scream Amanda in her head for some reason, thinking maybe since the tentacle monster's were able to discover where she was, that maybe Amanda would hear her. And Amanda, you do hear Claire in your head now. Oh, yeah. It's horrible. She's so loud. <laughs> <laughs> Becky, do you make Claire's a move finally for the, for the lever? Is it a lever or a lever? Am a I lever. strapped in the chair? That's... You're, you're strapped in the chair. I mean, you still have your, but I mean. I do have in my hands the Valentine's chocolate that he didn't want to eat. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden, Becky thinks, hey, there's a lever on the wall over there. 
And she says, hey, what's that? And she points the other direction. And because oh, what, what, what are you talking about? And, and then he looks when away. He looks away and she picks it up and she chucks the chocolates and hits the lever. I can't wait to find out what happens when the lever gets hit by the box of chocolate. <laughs> Who knows what happens? <laughs> well, Claire was frozen and, and then the, the lever is released. She's so thankful that Becky saw it and tossed the chocolates. But after being frozen for oh wait a period wait time out time, I gotta catch I gotta let me catch up the the lever turns off the thing that was freezing you okay yes okay yes yes sorry oh, and, and so Claire is unfrozen now but she was and just collapses on the floor because she wasn't supporting herself at all and hits her head on the edge of the platform but. She doesn't. Uh, she still is fully conscious. And hey, hey, what do you? What do you guys? Hey, you're not in the force field anymore. Claire reaches into her pocket. Get back and over there. Stabs the the bounty hunter in the neck with the fluid. What was in the syringe? The stuff that makes everyone go to sleep from the other episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Claire's go-to weapon because she likes syringes. He he goes down on one knee, um, oh, and is kind of. I mean, this is a big dude, kind of dizzy and kind of disoriented and kind of out of it, but not completely passed out. You hear a nineteen eighty something Astro van <laughs> pull into the parking or pull into the parking lot outside the dock. Claire hears, Claire hears it too. She's thankful because there's actually blood gushing down her one eye that she has. Can't see where Becky is. What are you Becky, doing, Becky? Becky is, uh, she is trying to shimmy out of this uh, chair to the best of her abilities. Well, Becky did spend one summer working as a magician's assistant, so she she, she did learn how to escape from straitjackets at one one time when she was about nineteen. So she finally is able to wiggle her way out. Um, she also did you did have a, to dislocate your shoulder? N- no, because Becky also did a stint as a um, gymnast. So she is, she is flexible. She is very flexible. And so she then, she wiggles out of the restraints and then she does a backflip off the back of the chair, lands on her feet, picks up the gun. And that's when the door flies open. Uh, It's Amanda. Yeah, it's Amanda. Um, Is is Clint with you or did you have him wait in the... uh... In the van to keep his little meat body safe or what? No, Clint came with us because um, Amanda's tentacles are too large to squeeze the trigger on the um, the dart gun for the tranquilizers, you know, for like uh, yeah, cows for like and the, things like that. Yeah, of course. Okay. So, whatever. She made Clint come because he'd have the tranquilizer gun uh-huh. and 
I don't know what was happening when we busted in the door. So you guys come but, running in. Clint's there with a tranquilizer yeah. gun. You're there with your three fur tentacles, and Be Becky's got her gun pointed at the guy. Uh, Claire is over to the side, kind of half conscious and bleeding, just kind of fully conscious but feeling kind of limp um, and bleeding. What happens next? The guy's like, oh, what are you, what are you guys up to? You, this isn't the way this is supposed to work out. Becky says on the count of three. And she looks at Amanda and on and Clint, and on the count of three, they shoot him and blow his head off. What what shoots out of your little fancy gun? Well, I know how to use it today. So um, she <laughs> she assumes that fire would actually be the best in mm -hmm. this in this scenario. Um, a weird like shape-shifting creepy bounty hunter and so it's just like a huge flamethrower and so his 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 head just erupts in flames it does it and, does and body tips over but before they leave becky runs over and grabs her tooth yeah. it's mine it's my <laughs> tooth and so becky becky helps uh helps claire up you guys hear from a from from a closet well there's a door you don't know it's a closet i guess you hear that help 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 me <sighs> i thought he was help. dead help me clint get the door uh yeah what do you need uh uh ladies there is a man in here who apparently he does not have any skin on his body. Um, I have never seen this before, but he is alive without any skin. Does, does anybody see any skin laying around here? Claire has wiped the blood from her eye and she sees the skin and she knows how to reapply it and walks to the, to the, to the closet. Becky is unsure why we want to reapply it. Isn't he a bad man? Well, he's a guy who had his skin taken away from him. He was just being a dentist on his houseboat. He wasn't the one that was dating the tooth fairy? Oh, yeah, but you don't know if he's the one that shot the Cupid or if it was the... Fine, let him have his skin back. And so you kind of, you, he kind of puts on his skin. You put his skin on him like you're putting a baby into a snowsuit. And he's just kind of laying there. There's and, a zipper up the back. Yeah. Well, no, it's, it, starts, it starts on the leg. It starts on the, on the one foot that goes up the leg and up the front. And you kind of, you kind of get his skin on him and, and stitch it back up. And uh, he says, um, I've, I've been in this closet. I've, uh, I've been in this closet for like four weeks. And uh, he, he took my skin and, he can't, I don't, it hurts. Um, where, where, where's Ivory? We're not telling her where, she, we're not telling you where she is. Is she still with that bald dad body kind of guy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, is it like for reals? Yeah, they're in love. Oh. Okay. Um, I guess I'll have to let her go. Tell her she can pick up her, her teeth at my storage unit. I mean, storage units. There's about three of them full of teeth I've been paying for. Um, she's, I, I can 
I'll cover them for another three months, but she's got to tell her she's got to get those teeth out of there, please. So you didn't shoot her boyfriend? No, I've been, I've been in this closet for like four weeks without my skin. It really hurts. I'm covered. My skin was, my muscles were gooey and they were covered with dust and, and the salt water breeze. We're in Ohio. So there's probably not a lot of salt in the water, but it really, any, any little bit of salt really hurts on the exposed muscle. Anyway, tell her she needs to get the stuff out of the storage units in the next three months. Okay. Okay. Do you want us to trank you so you can just sleep it off? Oh, that would be great. Clint, and Clint pulls up. He's got this like it's like an <laughs> elephant gun for like tranquilizing big game. And he says, "Well, okay, let me see. I'm gonna put this into the fleshy part of the thigh." And from about four foot away, he just blasts him with the trank gun, and and down goes Stinton Denton DTS. Um, Clint and Amanda start heading out to the Astro van, and they they stop, and and Clint says, "Miss Miss Amanda." It's been the yeah. most romantic night of my life. I thought so too. I was wondering um if I could if I could give you a kiss on your orb. I'd love that, Clint. And since you're so tall, he he kind of pulls a, a five gallon bucket of feed out of the back of the truck <laughs> so he can step up on it. Aw. And he puts his he puts his arms up on your on your stainless steel what would pass <laughs> for shoulders. And uh, and he kind of he kind of leans in. Now, what are you doing with your tentacles at this point? Is there any tentacle to Clint contact or? Yeah, I I sort of um, take two of my tentacles and just gently place them on his waist. And his his head kind of tilts to the side, and 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 you can't feel it because he's like <laughs> kissing this glass orb. But he he gives your orb a. A long, just a gentle kiss. Do you like lean your cheek over there, or your lips, or anything, or how? What are you doing? We're go. We're we're going lip to lip contact here. Aw, and so your lips, except for this quarter inch of glass, your lips touch, and when you both pull, it's away, electric. Yeah, it's electric, it, and you can't feel any. It's like it's like you can't feel anything, but you feel fuzzy. Yeah. And and you both pull away and there's there's lip marks on both sides of the glass. And uh and we're gonna zoom out from the two of you and it's a beautiful starry night and the, the lights are dancing on the on the water and it's a very romantic scene. We're gonna go back into the uh the houseboat. Becky, what are you what are you up to? You you ransacking the place? You got your tooth or you <laughs> you you looking for any clues about the bounty hunter guy or anything like that? Well, she has searched his body. And what's left has, of it? What's <laughs> left of it? It's pretty charred. But in his back pocket, she's found a chip, like a computer chip. Oh, I thought it was like a Dorito. <laughs> found a Dorito. <laughs> found a chip. And she hands it to Claire and she says, what do you think about this? This looks like your type of thing. And as you do that, a vortex opens up on the other side of the room. And a pair of triads of tentacles 
So this is six tentacles come through the six golden tentacles come through this this vortex. Um, the tentacles of of well two golden tentacle monsters, and they all six of them envelop Claire and pull her into the vortex. And you hear this kind of kind of muffled we got her. Dun dun dun. And that's where we're gonna end the episode. Thanks for listening. Oh, if you like the show, share the show. God damn it. You know, too embarrassed. should have just totally stayed in her lap. Hey, you can also head over to playvolutionhq.com slash podcast slash Becky and engage with very us. Exciting. Back soon with another episode. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.